0: good to be with you. Um, As I was thinking about what to share with you all, uh, I ran into some stories while just, you know, perusing social media, consuming, you know, TikToks and things. And uh, this theme kept on coming up and then uh, I I prepared our, our slides and my sermon and then uh, my computer crashed. <laughs> so I had, uh, I had to kind of practice what I preach here and uh, do a total rewrite on this. Uh, and um, I just prayed that uh, because I had to rewrite it, that God was going to put, you know, in my heart uh, what he wanted me to say. And um trust that there was a reason why um, I had to rewrite it. So if I'm a little nervous, you might know why. Uh, Pinch hinting for Kevin is never easy. And looking at a congregation full of people is always a little nerve wracking. Um, Kevin often in his pastoral prayers uh, mentions that, uh, you know, the world is broken. You know, God, God help us. And, um, I was just having that ring in my ears um, these last few weeks as I prepared and um, you know I thought about what my students are going through, what my family is going through, what you know our community is going through and I just thought you know, God brings about good and bad situations would be a good message for us this morning um, you know God didn't intend it. He gave us paradise. Adam and Eve lived with him, right? In his glory, in his presence, in his midst. And yet they still, you know, chose sin and temptation and, um, you know, they broke it. He didn't intend for uh, that kind of a life, but he has, he has a plan He had a plan, and his plan included his son. Um, If you look at the next slide, I ran across this guy. He's one of my favorite scientists. I'm a science teacher, so. um, And he communicates the wonders of our universe so eloquently, um, and I enjoy his, his talks. Um, but in one of his, uh, interviews, he said, well, because evil exists, because there's tragedy and catastrophe and illnesses, it makes him think, you know, God maybe isn't all loving or, or all powerful. He can't be both if those kind of things are there. And, um, you know, it got me to thinking about, um, you know, my theme and, uh, You know, God gave Adam and Eve and all of us free will. We're not, you know, puppets on a string for him to um, control. We're not, you know, robots that he can program to do what he wants. You know, he's not like a Wizard of Oz, God behind the curtain directing our movements. Um, So our world is messy because we make it that way. Um, But God had a plan from the beginning to redeem our creation Um, and as a matter of fact our creation gives us to some answers to to Mr. Tyson's um, assertions. Uh, The Big Bang is one of his favorite topics if you'll go to the next slide. And the first law of thermodynamics, I'm going to have science class here, is that matter and energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only like change forms, change phases. So, you know, the question would be, okay, if we can look back into the universe to the very beginning and, you know, detect uh, the vibrations of the moments after the very first, you know, the big bang, at the very creation of the universe, well where did all that matter come from? And how did it just decide to explode? Um, You know there are questions that science can't answer. Um, Second law of thermodynamics, entropy, entropy, degradation, things you know crumbling, is everywhere and always and cannot be reversed or destroyed. We are in a constant state of entropy in our world. Rocks, as they're exposed to weather, crumble over hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, When I was 50, I I needed to start wearing these. And I said, why, to the doctor? And he's like, your eyes are 50 years old. That's just what happens. You just have 50-year-old eyes. So after a while, they just get tired, is what he said. So we just kind of, you know, are in that state. But still, God has another plan. Um, I was looking at one of the tragedies that we uh, talk about in the news quite often are forest fires. And how terrible they are and how destructive they are. What a tragedy they are. They're a disaster, kind of like tornadoes and hurricanes. Um, If we look... At a forest fire, not too long after that, you will see new growth. The uh, different kinds of species of plants, the pine cones that have really thick scales, the resin melts in the fire and it allows the pine cones to crack open and germinate. The mountain mallow has a thick seed that cracks when it's heated up. After decades of sitting in the soil, the snowbrush it sprouts new branches from old roots that are deep under the ground. Or may even sprout what they call Rip Van Winkle seeds that are over 100 years old. And then they will germinate and sprout and spread. Pine grass will grow pretty quickly after a forest fire and those roots enable the the soil not to be blown away or washed away by erosion. And then fireweed, it's named after the fire, comes quickly. There are creeping stems under the soil six inches under that can sprout and one plant can have thousands and thousands of seeds. And uh, as you can see, the charred wood of the forest fire quickly blooms. Kind of reminds me uh, of a legend that we may be familiar with. The legend of the phoenix. From the ashes, it rises so, could be all the way back from Egypt. It was a sun god, a god of creation, a rebirth. It regenerated, oh, every half a millennium or so. Now, the Greek version of this legend was a mythological bird that lived for 500 years and then sat on a funeral pyre and its own heat set the fire and it died. But coincidentally, rose three days later. Christians who lived in Rome soon adopted that story and thought it reminded them of another one. Something about rising three days later. And then, as Rhonda mentioned, I get to steal Kevin's thunder from time to time, so she got to steal mine. It's quite all right the uh, Japanese art of kinsung where they mend broken pottery by um, not trying to hide the cracks the broken parts but putting it together with gold covering it with lacquer so that we can see the beauty in the imperfections in the brokenness not everything stays or lasts forever um kind of reminds me of a song um i guess that bowl is you know broken but it's not beaten it's still a bowl uh doesn't kelly clarkston sing um what doesn't kill me makes me stronger you know that song <laughs> um but i like uh, another song that we sing because it gives not only the strength, you know, to us, okay, it didn't kill me, but it made me stronger. Some people say, well, gosh, you know, God, I don't need to be any more stronger. Please send me, quit sending me stuff to make me stronger, God. Well, that's not exactly it. I love the song, Your Love Never Fails, um, especially when Michelle sings it. Nothing can separate, even if I run away, your love never fails. I know I still make mistakes, but you have new mercies for me every day. Your love never fails. Do we suffer from, maybe, decisions that we make? From decisions others make? From worry about the future, about our kids, about our family? Worry about health issues, mass shootings, war? Abuse, neglect, hunger. list goes on and on. God knows about suffering. He's no stranger to it. The Bible is uh, full of stories. Stories of names that we know that went through tough times. But God was there. If you look at 1 Peter... Chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, he's saying to be patient. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, Paul, they were all imprisoned for doing the right thing, for being faithful to God, for preaching his word, for refusing to bow to another uh, emperor or leader the gospel in a secular world so we are called to be patient in those times God is love he doesn't put us in those situations to punish us or to test us or to prove a point he is with us He shut the lion's mouth when Daniel was in the den. He sent an angel to be a fourth person in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Paul and Silas in prison praised and worshipped him, and God was there in an earthquake and set them free. What else do we do in the face of suffering? In Isaiah 12.2 it says, He saves me. We can trust him. That we are not to be afraid. Jonah made a decision. He ran away. God wanted him to preach to Nineveh, but he didn't want to save those awful people. So, eventually... He was on a ship and got tossed overboard and got swallowed by a fish. Took him three days before he started giving God thanks. And Nineveh was saved because Jonah preached there. David, the hero, killed Goliath, anointed next king of Israel, chased through the wilderness by Saul. Absalom, the son, threw rocks at him, tried to stone him. And his guards said, oh, let me at him. I'll take revenge on him. And David said, no. Vengeance is the Lord's. When things don't go our way, we can trust that he will be with us, that he will save us. Joseph... We know his story. Sold into slavery, imprisoned, even though he didn't do anything wrong. He continued to do right to believe. Eventually, the interpretation of dreams helped him save not only the Egyptians through famine, but also his own family that sold him out. God, he doesn't send those things to us to abuse us. Our world is broken. People make decisions around us that hurt us or our communities. But he empathizes. God doesn't hurt people to prove a point. He works in those situations to make good from the bad. What else does God do in the midst of suffering? Romans 8:28. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. It doesn't say he does all things. He sends all things. But in all things. In Esther, she kept her heritage secret. She was afraid that she would be persecuted. But as queen... Once she was brave enough, she saved her people. Rhonda mentioned Naomi and Ruth. They were widowed alone. Ruth was in a strange land. But they had to be brave. They didn't do much. Didn't have much. Ruth had to glean the leftover wheat that was left on the ground after all of the harvest was done. Boaz allowed it. Eventually, they got married. Deborah, the one female judge, she was a a worshiping warrior. She had a lot of challenges. Battles. God doesn't punish us to teach us a lesson. He suffers with the broken hearted. He works to rescue us as he did those women. In a broken, evil world that he never wanted. They were brave, strong, true. They worshiped, they loved, they served. So take heart. What else does God do in the face of suffering? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Sometimes we mess up or we think there's no hope or we're disappointed or maybe from our perspective there's no way out. We should give Thanks. Not for the situation. But that God is with us. That he is comforting us. Look at the stories of Moses trapped. Pharaoh's army on his back. God parted the Red Sea. Think of Elizabeth. Promised a child. An elderly woman. Could have had no hope. But continued to believe. Isaiah. Jacob. Lots of challenges, lies, mistakes, bad decisions. Sometimes God works through others, sends people our way in our lives, gives us certain circumstances so we'll run into someone or build a relationship with a new person. To heal and bring His will. What should we do in the face of suffering? Stay faithful. Don't doubt. Pray, study, worship, serve, give. Trust. Don't be afraid. My favorite verse, Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and salvation. Of whom shall I fear? Be thankful for his presence. Yes, we may be suffering. We may have challenges. Our world is hurting. But he is with us. He comforts us and He is for us in all things. He works for good even if those things aren't good. He can still work through them and through us and for us. We gain perspective as we suffer if we focus on the good If we thank God for what he's doing, for being with us, for comforting us, then we're not concentrating on the suffering. Sometimes we think about others, compare our lives to theirs. It's a bad trip to go down. We should concentrate on what the Lord has done for us and is doing for us. When I was young, I ran away from my calling. I uh, decided to major in another major other than education. I stopped going to church when I was in college. Kind of did a Jonah for a little while. Not that I'm a profit or anything, (laughs) but I may have made decisions that caused some bad things to happen in my life and it took me to see that perspective to realize I was running away from the wrong thing. I need to turn around and run away from that kind of living and, uh, and find God where he was working in my life and he put people in my life in Michigan where I grew up and when I moved down here to Independence that have been a blessing so stay faithful what what else do we do in the face of suffering well we have prepared the the Lord's supper So if the deacons will come down take their places. God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us. The ultimate rescue plan. So we do communion by having the wine and the bread inside these cups you can make two lines and come forward and pick a cup out of the plate and return to your seats in Luke 22 19 and 20 it says and he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me so will you join us and so he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. As we take communion, God's ultimate rescue plan Through his birth, life, death, resurrection and Holy Spirit God is continually redeeming his creation We can respond by committing our lives to him If you have not Or want to recommit Or visit with uh, our pastor or myself You can come forward You can meet us in the back. You can come to the church office this week or call Pastor Kevin or myself. We invite you to have Jesus be the Lord of your life and to follow him. that we thank you for allowing me to give the message this morning I'll just remind the guys that Kevin will be back next Sunday it's Mother's Day and uh, on your way out as well we are collecting our benevolence offering so you can give to the ushers and deacons at the back. Excellent job today, Dave. Bow with me, please. Lord, as we go, let us take these messages and these teachings that we've heard today. Let us incorporate those into our everyday lives and do them in your name we pray. Amen.